This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, oh man, this song, this song is so good. This, wait, wait, it's by who? It's by who? No! Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Welcome everyone to the Magnificently Huge Podcast. My name is Brian and this week my friends Chris and Eric are going to join me for an episode about songs by bands that everybody, well, I don't know if anybody likes them, but they have a lot of hits and you don't like them yourself, but that one song, man, that that one song. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, before that, we've got a whole lot of our segment called The Fresh Shit, uh, so if you want to skip to the thing about the songs, check the show notes and look for a timestamp for when uh, you can find that. It's usually about 30 minutes or so into the show, uh, but before that, we're going to get in to talk about Star Trek Discovery, Deadpool Tool, Terminator Dark Fate, Jojo Rabbit, and the Broadway touring company of Anastasia, the play that's not really based on the Don Bluth film. All right. Uh, as always, uh, you can find old episodes of our show on our website. That's maghuge.com. M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. Check them out. Rate us on your podcast apps. Give us five stars. Share us with your friends on your social media feeds. And on that same site, you can find links to our Twitter feed. We are at MagHuge. Our Facebook, Magnificently Huge Podcast. You can find our Instagram. And you can find a link to email us, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Okay, let's do this. Oh yeah, it's a magnificently huge podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, hey, everybody. Hey, hey, Ener- energy. <laughs> energy. <laughs> I would like to say uh, happy daylight savings to everybody. Uh, this is daylight savings day. That except yeah. for me, I I don't care. I'm in Arizona because uh, we don't do that crap. Yeah. So I just like to say, it's stupid. How, yeah, nobody. Should how do ridiculous it. it was to try and uh, get all of this together to record today, considering that none of us can do math. So time was hard. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> daylight savings is dumb. Just putting that out there. Hey, Jesus is Lord. <laughs> well, that's irrefutable. So, Unlike that's, daylight savings, that's my response to everything this week because <laughs> no. Kanye is, you know, yeah, crazy. Kanye is stupid. Yeah, he's he's yeah. dumb. Fucking Kanye. Uh. Okay, so, uh, hi everybody, this is Brian, I live in Arizona where we don't time travel. This is Chris, I live in Texas where uh, a bunch of assholes run the state, that's, yeah. And this is Eric, uh, and I live in a place where we don't say Jesus is Lord every time our careers start to flag. (laughs) (laughs) How's everybody doing this week? Oh, it's amazing, another year that was a week, yeah, it's good times. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it's good. Good times. Uh, just, just to the record, since we're uh, tracking the number of times Trump gets booed in public, uh, he got booed at the Nationals game for the World Series, and then he also got booed at a UFC match. 
Uh, I love that. So I, mean, I, I didn't love see the UFC I love the match. look on his yeah, face yeah. every time he gets booed. It's just like this isn't the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, how do I yell at all of these people at yeah, once I'll, so that they like I'm me? Go boom, boom. So yeah, basically, it just means that we'll never see him in an unstaged public event ever again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. probably not. So. I think it would be wonderful if the New York Times just started running uh, uh, front page stories with pictures of him with that look on his face getting booed <laughs> every day. And the headline every day is, he's a cunt, yeah. just like every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, in, in case you're wondering, uh, listener, fuck Trump, and if you don't like that, fuck yeah. you. Uh, please stop listening. We to the all podcast. no, no. Actually, if you don't like that, please tell us why. I really want someone to explain to yeah. me why Donald Trump is a good thing. If you think Donald Trump is a good thing, because I think that's yeah, crazy. Better still leave it on our Twitter feed so everyone can see that. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's like that. yeah, let's do it. I mean, you know, somebody's mm. got to use that feed. Damn. Uh, so yeah, that's where we are. I'm sticking with fuck yeah. you. We also, for um, the record, don't okay. like Nazis. Uh, yep, that's, that's true. That's just a given. Uh, I'm sure we could come up with a whole list of people that we hate. That's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird shift that took place in this country. Yeah. I always thought that not liking Nazis was like, you know, it was baked in. Yeah. It was like easy. Yeah. But. So somehow being anti-fascist is somehow wrong? Yeah. It's topsy-turvy, upside yeah. down. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> on, on the lighter side, we like to talk about like you know movies and books and TV and stuff. We've been watching a segment we call the Fresh Shit. This shit is fresh. Oh shit, that is fresh. This stuff is really fresh. I got some fresh shit. Wow. Um, go, Eric. How's that Not entirely. Actually, no. Not. It's not fresh. Okay. It's never fresh with me. <laughs> There's nothing new or current I'm interested in. All the movies that come out today are derivative. All of the music sounds like a fart. I'm just not interested in anything terribly new. I am old. You, I am an old person. You are what they call a okay, curmudgeon. Okay, but what, what, what have you got for us this week? <laughs> I watched season two of Star Trek Discovery, and okay. uh, I... I had to text Brian immediately after watching one of these episodes. His wife, uh, as you'll remember a couple episodes back, said this show is so completely up its own ass. And I thought, ah, maybe a little. And then I played an episode. Okay, Christopher Pike, the original captain from the Star Trek pilot in 1966, is the captain of the Discovery in season two, because this is all prequel territory. And at sure, one why not? Yeah, at one point... The episode starts and they do the previously on Discovery and everything in the previously on Discovery is from the cage, the pilot. They didn't reshoot anything. They pulled clips out of the pilot <laughs> from uh, from the, the cage. Man. Yeah. Something with yeah. with Amazing. Jeffrey Hunter and uh uh yeah, the original Vena, the original uh uh Telosians, everything. Uh, if you know Star why? Trek, that's pretty awesome. But if you don't know Star Trek, you've got to watch it and go, what? Yeah, that would be me. That what? Would be me. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I would have no clue. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that who, up. Who are these guys with these 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 <laughs> butt butt head brain things? What uh, what's happened? Hey. Yeah. So did they actually try to recreate the colors and the makeup from the cage for the the uh, Discovery episode? Somehow, Everything they... with Discovery is it. 
it's like it's never a faithful creation in nothing is it a faithful creation and i think they're kind of telling you look calm down we're not going to do the exact uniforms we're not going to do the exact bridge we're not going to do the exact anything because we have more budget and we have effects do they not understand who the fans of star trek are i think they're kind of telling the fans they do know and they're saying calm down junior we're doing this a little better than we have to (laughs) Okay, but like, if you want pedantic nerds, like Star Trek, we just did a show about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, for for yeah. the record, uh, I'm a very selective nerd, so uh, I don't really care. I'm gonna go do some other stuff I- while you guys talk about this. Just let me know <laughs> when you're when you're done. <laughs> I'll be right. over here. Yeah, I, 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 I think the idea is to make it more palatable for everybody else, but I don't see why, because this is online, so who cares? We're going to make it more palatable for everybody else by doing the previously on with clips from the unaired pilot that was edited into a different episode yeah. of the original. Jesus Christ. That, oh, and and I watched, like, I, I finished season two last night, and they, uh, I'm going to, can I ruin stuff? You guys are going to watch this shit. Yeah, go ahead. Spoilers for Star Trek Discovery. This shit is spoiled. What do you mean? Spoilers. Yeah, they explain wait, wait, wait. why. I might watch it. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Well, then go the fuck away. What did you just say, dude? <laughs> I didn't even know you were here. Oh. I thought you were off somewhere I'm else. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Never <laughs> carry on. I used, through the theater of the mind, I, I saw you sort of like walk away. And then open a door, <laughs> and then walk through it and close it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you say? Um, did you say something? I was over here. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, something about Star Trek. Yeah, Discovery. Um, it's it, it, it's 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 still fun. Uh, uh, I cannot at all remember what I was going to say before I went into that theater. You're going to spoil something. Oh yeah, that's right. They spoiled. Okay. So, so, so like last time I talked about this, it was, wait a minute, how does all of this technology exist in like the time during and before the original Star Trek? There were no robot people. There were no spore drives. There was none of this shit. Yeah. The spore drive allows them to instantaneously travel like pretty much anywhere. Um, and in the blink of an eye and there's just no way nobody would have perfected this technology for the rest of star trek and now you're telling me that the eventual captain of the enterprise pike had access to this shit and we still okay so yeah please please explain yeah okay well the enemy in season two is a a uh is, is the terminator it's the computer virus gone rogue and they're trying it's trying to get hold of some big pile of data that discovery found or something. The big pile of data is fused to the discovery, so they can't delete it. They can't get rid of it. And they need to, the, the terminator nanites. I really think this is all sort of build up to the creation of the Borg. Frankly, I'm sure that's what we'll find out, but they say the best, the only way to like get this thing clear and save everyone is to send discovery to the distant, distant future along with everybody who's on it, and never speak of it again. Except Pike, who would go to the Enterprise. Well, there are a few who survive and lie and say, oh, no, Discovery got destroyed in that thing. Um, But, yeah, they basically, like, write around it. It's, yeah, it's... 
I, I, I think so it's I think got its head up its own ass is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, there's too much worrying about their continuity and just yeah, because because now there's holes in their explanation there. Every time they try and explain something, there's more holes. It's like just 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 don't do that. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I I still think it's fun. It's space opera. It's it, 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 it's a rocking good time. And if you like that sort of thing, it's worth watching. Okay. That's that's my that's that's it. Okay, Thanks. that's all I got. That's your fresh shit. Also, uh, right, everybody, Chris. go watch the previous episode where we talk all about Star Trek and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you enjoy the the groaning and audible eye rolling from Chris in this fresh shit, you'll love that episode <laughs> yeah. because oh, yeah. that was last week's <laughs> yeah. episode. My eyes are still sore. So okay, thanks. Live long and prosper. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Chris? Uh, very little. I saw Deadpool two finally, and uh, oh, okay, and it was okay. It wasn't great. It was just okay. You know what I mean? I think it's it was it. Now I really loved the first yeah. one. How does is the second one just like not? Uh, it's just not as good. It's just not as good. It's basically sequelitis is in effect. It's just they were trying too hard to live up to all of the fun stuff that sort of just happened naturally in the first one. And so a lot of stuff got shoehorned in. And then, as a way of commentary on it, Ryan Reynolds will occasionally just wink, wink, go, well, that was lazy writing, just to draw out the fact that it was lazy writing. Uh, I mean, there are a few good moments. The kid in it is hilarious. He's the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People that Taika Waititi did a few years ago. And he's got Mm -hmm. the driest delivery. That kid's going to fucking kill it when he's an adult in other comedies because he just, he slays, man. Uh his name is uh, Julian Dennison. Uh, you know, but I don't, I don't know that much about the character Cable, so I was sort of just whatever. Uh, but I have a very strong intuition that they probably fucked it all up <laughs> from the comic book. <laughs> Actually, I'm told I'm told it was a pretty satisfying Cable okay. in the reviews. Yeah. So people who are into, De- I mean, look, people who are into Deadpool and Cable already saw Deadpool too, like a bunch of yeah. times. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll so. take that at face value. I I think this is probably just basic cable. <laughs> Boom. Oh. <laughs> That's a 90s yeah, joke right there. there. That's, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, uh, it just has, doesn't serve much of a purpose to me. Uh, I like the fact that they, they yeah. call it the fact that he goes to the Xavier School and the only mutants he ever sees are Colossus and Teenage <laughs> Sonic Warhead. Right. And then talks about, where the fuck is everybody? Why are you the only two people here? I think that's a good running joke. Uh, and then teen- Teenage Negasonic Warhead's got a girlfriend in this one. Uh, a very shy, well, not shy, but sort of just a very sweet-natured Japanese girl named Yukio. And every time he leaves, she always goes, bye, Wade! And he goes, bye, Yukio! And it's like the running joke through the whole thing. Because it's like he's the, she's the only one that he's nice to. I mean, it's just like, there's little things. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah. The, the best joke in it is that all the marketing, they they were teasing that they were setting up to do an X-Force movie for their next movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> X-Force do. survives for all of about 30 yeah, seconds am- when all of them yeah, die. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, but it, as soon as they're formed. They stage it very well. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if you like Deadpool, it's fun, but it's not amazing. So, uh, they've set up a nice 
bit of fun for Deadpool 3 if and when that ever happens, because now he's got Cable's time travel shit, so that should be fun. Oh, right. Did you stick around for the the credits stuff where he goes back and tries to fuck with his previous movies? Yeah, yeah. And at one point, he, like yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in a in his office reading the script for Green Lantern going, that was amazing. And then a bullet like explodes his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then they uh, and then he goes back to X-Men Origins Wolverine and uh, shoots Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool when he comes in with the, yeah. the mouth sealed shut and has a conversation <laughs> with... <laughs> <laughs> with Wolverine and then just keeps shooting his dead former self repeatedly as he walks off. So it's got, you know, good little winky winkies, but uh, to support a whole movie, it's not quite there. So I, I, at this point, I think everybody's just hoping that they find a way to, to have him maybe not have his own movie, but to just have him show up in the Marvel. I, well, cinematic I think they're universe. making talks now, so who knows, but yeah. that'll be fun to sort of expand it out. So yeah, it was it was okay. It was entertaining, but uh, really the best thing about it was the Celine Dion theme song. You know? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Out of the ashes. very sweet very cinematic song uh and it's over the most ridiculous Dude, that's imagery. another episode you can go back and listen to is our movie theme song yeah. episode you can find all of these on our website <laughs> maghuge.com yeah. that's the show thank you good night okay. plug plug yeah. plug okay. uh so that was really I, it yeah I, I just just a very side notey uh thing uh columbia records did the soundtrack for that and there was a bunch of traffic that went that was looking apparently for columbia records.com forward slash deadpool when that came out yeah. and that song was out yeah. uh and they got it wrong and they instead came to my employer's site at columbia.com forward slash deadpool and i was getting all of these uh 404s that i couldn't figure out so i ended up just redirecting them to like some some rainware or wow. something with like a banner like yep yep you yeah. wanted you know it's the deadpool rainware yeah. and this is red or it's something the deadpool sale i cashed in exactly i cashed in on all the traffic nice. from the people who <laughs> didn't know how to type a url well, i gotta tell you if you stick around for the entire credits uh they do a really amazing x-force theme that fucking kills uh, if, if we can find a clip, we'll drop it in. Cause it just, it made me laugh cause it sounds like lonely Island, but it's a different band apparently, but it's that sort of flavor. Mm. Uh, and it just goes off on X force. Uh, and it's so dumb. It's basically almost like a pseudo dubstep. Cause that's another running joke in this movie, <laughs> uh, is Ryan Reynolds asking cable, uh, is dubstep still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Cable's like dubstep is for pussies, you know, and then they have a fight, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, eh, Deadpool two, watch it, don't watch it, have fun. All right, is that is that that's all? That's it? it. Yeah, I didn't have a big week. Okay, I'm gonna go on for like ever, and I'm not even gonna do half of what I have on deck here. Um, <laughs> Should we just do the whole show for Brian's fresh hit? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was I was about to ready to say, you know, we got a lot of listens to the Fresh Hits Travaganza show <laughs> yeah, earlier this year. Maybe we could just do another one because I'm sitting on a buttload. All right. So, uh, Broadway show. Uh, uh, is this another EGOT? The tour- Fresh Shit? Uh, um, let's see. I got, let's see, one, two movies. Okay. 
a concert and a Broadway okay. show for okay. you today. So wow. the, <laughs> it's a very uh, busy man. You do so much stuff, Brian. Yeah. I, I barely, I barely get sleep. Yeah. I, I just want to come home and sleep. Yeah, I, what is the matter with I you? I often get the feeling that he just doesn't like to stay home. You know. You know, there's there's something to that. Yes. Okay. Um, but he doesn't go alone. He brings his wife. It's I know, it's like an it's, actual. It's weird, right? It's weird. Wow. <laughs> God. Why, Brian? Why aren't you tired like me? Why aren't you just going? Oh, let it's, it oh, end. I'm tired. It's mostly because Arizona doesn't have daylight saving. So you know. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Ah. All right. All right. So the Broadway show was the touring company of Anastasia. Anastasia being not. The Don Bluth film, oh. although there was a two-page spread on Don Bluth because he lives in Scottsdale. I was going to ask you if they did a music version so that you had the little bat. Well, but, yeah, so they have a couple of the songs from the Don Bluth movie in this thing. Really? But, no, there is no bat, and boy, do I wish there was a fucking talking bat in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... There's, like, no story. There's, like, no stakes. Uh, Anastasia is a Romanoff princess who gets amnesia and then is reunited with her grandmother by the end of the movie, and there's kind of a threat, but not really. Do they show the badass assassination of the Romanovs in the basement? Well, they do have a pretty cool scene where they come to kill the Romanovs right at the beginning. Is there a song uh, about it, too? But We've come to kill the Romanovs. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the songs are better than uh, Miss Saigon <laughs> in that <Okay>. sense. <laughs> um, the bar's pretty low. But they're also, yeah, I mean, <sighs> there's just no conflict and no plot in this thing. It It's... it's uh, in the same way that the Anastasia animated film was kind of a cut-rate Disney film, this is like a cut-rate Disney theater production. Um, <laughs> like something we would have put on in high school, perhaps. Yeah, though we would have gotten way more meta. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, so the sets are like basically a video wall. Like, there's three video walls to give it some dimension, and they do a lot of forced perspective stuff, and they do some pretty cool stuff with the sets. Um, there's, there's one particular sequence where they're on a train and like the train is this, uh, carriage that's on the stage and it rotates on a turntable and then the background rotates in sync with it. So you've got like these different perspectives. That's kind of neat. Um, at, at first the video wall is very photorealistic and you, you aren't quite sure what's practical and what's not, but then later on, like the CG gets worse. And there's this Eiffel Tower sequence that's just really, really 90s cutscene shit. And I don't know. I mean, uh, I think this is the kind of show that would bother the shit out of me because the whole time I'd be going, yeah, I know the story of the woman in the 20s who or 30s who said that she was the long lost daughter of the Romanovs. Turned out she was crazy because they tested her DNA and she was not Anastasia. So this whole show <laughs> is kind of a uh, yeah, a mess. I think the Don Bluth thing also predates DNA testing. So at that time they could say, "Who knows?" <laughs> yeah, but, who can say? But also the Don Bluth one had a fucking bat in it that sang songs and talked. So 
You know? well, yeah. It also this- had a girl who was batty and thought that she was a, one of the Romanov's daughters. <laughs> and here we now know she was not. It's like it's kind of like the unspoken thing that you've got either a grifter or a maniac or both. Honestly, mother. she might have been. I mean, you oh, could, she was. You could watch she this wasn't show and say this is <laughs> this is consistent with that by the end of it, uh, but maybe not. I don't know. It, here's the thing, like. When I go to these shows, I'm realizing that these are like for parents to bring their kids to and stuff. And I'm I'm always rooting for the show because I'm thinking, you know, this is the show that the one show these people are going to. And I want these families to have a great time. I want them to get a killer show. <laughs> and they just didn't. You know, okay. like the 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 dancing in this is all period. So there's like a waltz or there's like a ballet you know, so there's, the, there's no big showstopper moment in this thing where the where they really get off the chain on the dancing. The costumes are great, but the singing was terrible, like off key in some cases. <laughs> and our lead Anastasia, by God, is doing the generic 1990s Disney princess singing with the hard R's and, you know, just sounds just like Ariel or Belle and, you know... <laughs> it was a show. Okay. Uh, it was. Yeah. I was. I came out of it going, okay. Like, I, I felt like. All right. So comparing it to Miss Saigon, which had amazing production value and terrible songs, right? But Miss Saigon had a couple of really stellar moments. So I'm comparing these two shows because I'm asking my wife on the way home, like. If you had to watch Miss Saigon again or Anastasia again, which would you want to watch? And I'm sitting there going, honestly, I'd probably go see Miss Saigon again. And and the reason is, if you if you metaphorically pretend these are music albums, right? Miss Saigon is that album that has like a bunch of just filler crap, but like two all-time classic songs on it, and the rest of the album is is dreck. And Anastasia is like an NSYNC album. You know, <laughs> How it's, dare it's, you, sir? It's competent. It's there. It's fine. It's forgettable. It's consistent. It's product. That so, makes perfect sense yeah. to me, actually. If you had the NSYNC album and you had the first Berlin album, it's like, there's a lot right. of I don't like on that Berlin album, but I get to hear Metro. <laughs> That's a deep so, cut, Eric. That's a deep cut. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that's that's Anastasia. Let let's move on, shall we? Okay. Uh, no, I want to say one thing though, because you had yeah. that thing about the. This is great for families, and I think maybe that makes sense as to why I only want the negative, angry Romanov story. Because <laughs> when I was a kid, they dragged us all in school to go watch that musical of uh, David Copperfield, which was what David or whatever the fuck. And what? I, I, yeah. At Rover, and and I remember them like sitting in that 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 room, and thank you very much, thank you, and going ah fuck you. So I was never into that kind. <laughs> Are of you talking about thing. Oliver? Is it Oliver? <laughs> yeah, all right, that's Oliver. Like I'm like, did, I don't when know, did they make a twist. yeah? When did they make a musical David out of Carver, David Copperfield? Thinking, yeah, the Whatever. magician. <laughs> I, I remember, I, all I remember is it was a Dickens musical, and I was angry and bored, 
Yeah. I'm sorry. When you yeah, I when you said David Copperfield, I'm thinking of the magician with the blousy shirts who made the Statue of Liberty disappear. And I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty how cool. do I how do I not remember the musical in elementary school about the magician David Copperfield? That would be, yeah, I would dig that, but maybe maybe David. As as I just uh, yeah, I just remember being bored as sin and uh, yeah yeah Silas Marner the musical yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, um, uh, next movie, uh, we're going to be as fresh as possible. Let's talk about Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, do we Shall have we? to? No. Do we have God to? God Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, can we, we just do. say, okay, yeah, it's a musical. Uh, uh, Linda <laughs> Hamilton looks like David <laughs> Bowie. Uh, a bunch of stuff blows up. The robots don't win. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Uh, so you don't get it, man. It's a robot sent from the future. Yeah, yeah, and they'll mm-hmm. be back. Yeah, they'll they'll like, be uh, back. All I want to know is how do they uh, manage to make this one fresh? Because it's the same goddamn plot, isn't it? I don't um, think they do. I'll bet they well, don't. So I'm gonna spoil the first couple minutes I'm a, of no, Terminator. I'm gonna spoil Fate. away. Just do it. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Eric so, and I don't uh, care. This so is like the, cancer, This these fucking yeah. movies. The the first few minutes of Terminator Dark Fate, they have uh, really well produced young Linda Hamilton and teenage Edward Furlong hanging out after Terminator 2, and then young Arnold shows up and kills Edward Furlong. Bam, dead, before the titles. Nice. As um, one does, because it's Edward Furlong. Yeah, and then walks away. Yeah. So the deal is that they kept sending Terminators back, and eventually one of them kills young John Connor. Okay. And the the future war that happens is not Skynet. Um, they change it. So she, she effectively eliminates the timeline where Skynet happens, and some AI comes along and is infinitely worse than Skynet and just happens to create Terminators. You know, so it's there like, are more or less Terminator. So it's sort of like when they made Genesis, they just instead of Skynet, it's this weird Google algorithm yeah. thing. Well, you know, and what about the third one with that guy who who is the son who is John Connor? But yeah, all he's that's not gone. Dead. <laughs> that's yeah. that's an what? alternate timeline. It, I mean, the, so, the Terminator timeline is what? fucked beyond belief, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, okay, so Mackenzie Davis is that her name? Yeah. Um, yeah, she's our, she's our Kyle Reese and she kicks much ass As one and would. Linda Hamilton is, is, uh, pretty good as well. Here's the thing, right? They show, they show some stuff from the new future war and there's this one scene in particular where the, the robots have basically these tiny drones about the size of a softball that fly along, and then when they spot humans, they just drop from the sky and explode, just, just murder balls. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, if, if future not Skynet has come up with that, why is the thing they sent back into the past basically a Terminator? Why not just send a bunch of murder balls? Yeah, back this in is, time. Well, this is or the point anything that, more interesting than that. Well, that's the point that Eric made when we did our fall preview show, and this one came up. He's like, "Why don't they just send back an army of Terminators, yeah. one at a time, through that stupid bubble Why is it thing?" Always one at yeah. a time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they did to kill John Connor, as it turns out. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, no. They and 
so they send back another Terminator, and yeah, it's a soft reboot. I get it. We're trying to to create a new uh, character we can hang the series on, and I mean, it's it's well done. Uh, it has a really good car chase, a lot of practical, you know, car crashes at the beginning, and then a really dull middle. The airplane crashing scene that's in the trailer that makes me want to hurl actually doesn't suck. Um, <laughs> that's surprising. But Arnold sucks. Okay. Arnold. God damn it. If this if this movie didn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it and the thing they sent back didn't resemble a Terminator, it would have been a much better Terminator sequel, except, of course, it wouldn't have a Terminator in it and it wouldn't have Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. And I know that there's no way marketing would allow this, but it would have been a better version of what it's trying to be. And so it's frustrating. Yeah, I'm already bored, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just nothing I mean, about this said go see this movie. Nothing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm sorry, Brian. I Brian, I love your moxie. I I love your <laughs> your get up and go, uh, Edness. But this is like like if I did a food review of okay, so I went to this place downtown and ate a shit sandwich, and I got to tell you, it wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a piece of shit in like inside of a a a sort of uh, a jalapeno bun, you know, like a Kaiser roll, and uh, but it was shit, and <laughs> didn't didn't care for it. Yeah, it's like oh, oy, oy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been like punched in the face by Terminator movies every five years now. I'm done. <laughs> you don't get it. We man. need to go back in time it's, and stop the it's, Terminator it's movies. It's not going to stop. It's never going to stop. It'll just keep I coming. Terminator Genesis. Feels no remorse. It feels no pity. It can't, be it can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop, ever, until you are dead. And then the discovery is sent into the future so nobody can speak of the fucking ship. And Yeah. Uh, I love it. Okay. So, uh, got some palate cleansers to, to, to get us out of this. Um, went and saw Jojo Rabbit. How was it? Last oh, weekend. I still haven't seen yeah. it. I'm, no spoils yeah. here because I really want I to see this. I won't spoil it. Is um, it as twee as some people have said, though? It is twee. I think they pull their punches with respect to the Nazis. Okay. Like, the Germans are a little too Hogan's heroes for me. Well, yeah, but, you know. Um, I, I almost think if you do a movie with Nazis and you don't make them evil, that right there is very subversive. I mean, they're evil, but this whole movie is, is this whole movie is from the perspective of a ten-year-old boy who's being indoctrinated, and so right. it's like, "Hey, Nazism is cool. Hitler is your pal, right?" Yeah. And like they they drive this point home immediately. The very and, and first of all, they're explaining how fantastical it is with this, and also trying to draw the parallel. The first thing you get is a bunch of the credits over. Like, you know, Nazi propaganda, like Lenny Riefenstahl kind of, you know, framing pictures of the Reich set to the Beatles singing, I want to hold your hand in German. Yeah. Right? So the whole thing is that Hitler is like the yeah. Beatles. That's um, pretty much how it was, really. I mean, it's... Yeah. You don't get yeah. you don't get several million people on board with genocide unless, you know, there's a little bit of that going on. Right. So, I mean, it makes it, it... It is, in fact, I think it is maybe 
intended for a a young boy audience. Like this is, hey kids, you know all that like authoritarianism and fascism that's going on around you right now. Yeah, not so great. Yeah, like well, yeah. Like maybe, the, maybe question that. I like the interviews with Taika Waititi, who's promoting it. He's just been going, yeah. The, the fact that e- a movie even has to exist to explain why Nazism is bad <laughs> is not great. But here <laughs> That's it is crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, here it is. I like how all of the marketing says it's a satire. It's a satire. It's like they want to be like very upfront, not pro-Nazi. Very satire, satire. Yeah, if you're a Nazi, you're going to hate this movie. Yes. Yes. We're taking a political stand, and it's against Nazis. That's where we're, we're coming whoa, from. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not be all knee-jerk libtard now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam Rockwell steals the show. As always. Which Sam Rockwell freaking all... Yeah, he's just... Yeah, that, he's that's built he to steal the that's show. That's yeah. He even stole the show in Moon, and he was the only actor in Moon. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that right there. So yeah, he's awesome. He's all so, kinds yeah. of awesome. Um, no spoilers. Uh, we'll give we'll give Jojo Rabbit uh, somewhere like a seven point five out of ten. Uh, okay, it was be- be- better than Thor. No. Oh, see, um, that's wow. That's crazy. Well, I think but Thor Thor's way more like he still populist, proves you know. Boy, can he direct kids. Like, the kids are great. All the kids <laughs> are great. I'm telling you, Hunt for the Wilder People, if you haven't seen that I one. I need to go see it's, that now. I haven't, and I need to see it. Oh, uh, it's like Sam Neill is so, yeah, just go watch it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted, I was really rooting for this movie, and it's good, but not great. Well, you know. See, I. I, I think I was sold just on his performance as Hitler. Just <laughs> no, that whole people said I was crazy and look at me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, all the, the idea all the that Hitler nobody wanted the idea that nobody wanted to play Hitler, and so he said, "All right, fuck it, I'll do it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. la la. <laughs> all right, and then finally, um, the show's getting long, but I'm still not done with my fresh shit because, oh boy. I went and saw Oingo Boingo last night, or Oingo Boingo Former Members, which is the actual name of the act. Okay. So it's basically um, Oingo Boingo with Danny Elfman's sanctioned name of the act. Okay. Is but this, Danny Elfman's Is this on like it. Anderson Wakeman Butthole and How or whatever? <laughs> when Yes yeah. broke up? I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, so basically, Johnny Vatos, the drummer, right? Um, he was like. That was the greatest thing I ever did. I want to keep doing it, you know. And yeah. and Danny Elfman was like, "No, it's over. We're done with Oingo Boingo." And he's like, "But I want to keep doing it." And so at first he had like, uh, at first it was like Johnny Vato's tribute to Halloween is what they started calling it. <laughs> and and he's like suing Danny Elfman for for the right to just do a tribute act, basically. And. And then at one point he finally gets permission to call it the Boingo Dance Party. Uh, and then he keeps pushing and he gets permission to call it the Oingo Boingo Dance Party. Well, I remember And finally Elfman has given in. And he's like, "Just just call it Oingo Boingo former members. That's what you want to call it, right?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." And so here they are. And it's I mean, well, that's like it's a thanks decent for letting showing. you make a living, asshole. Yeah. Jesus. Well, that's yeah. like uh, <laughs> like early 90s, I guess it's like 90 
2004-ish, whatever, when they just came out as Boingo. They had dropped the Oingo. Yeah. And it was sort of like when Jefferson Starship just became Starship. It was sort of like, eh, what's the fucking point? <laughs> well, they had also dropped the horn section at that yeah, point. Which, and that was why, the last album in 95. Yeah, which, you know, why, why um, would you do that? But whatever. So, okay, original members who are still kicking it in this band, the drummer, the saxophonist, um... The guitarist, thank God, Steve Bartek, who is amazing. He also, by the way, uh, does all of the arrangements for Elfin's scores and conducts the orchestra. Um, but he's still touring and doing Oingo Boingo concerts. Um, <laughs> the bass player, who is awesome, and the keyboard player. Um, well, they say former so, members of Oingo Boingo. It's right yeah, there in the so title. Your, your new people are your trumpet <laughs> and your trombone. And the rhythm guitarist and the singer. So the singer they got is really damn good. Um, he he can do the voice. He can come across like he's you know he's clearly into the band's catalog, and you know he he gives you the creepy pervy vibes on the on the songs where he's supposed to. He's and the the that that Filipino kid that won that uh, <laughs> that reality <laughs> show. It, it does remind me and, of the journey. Arnel and now he's going. Thing. I can't get out of this. I want to go home. No, he's <laughs> he's he's clearly doing it for because he wants to. And the thing, you know, they advertise themselves as a new wave band, but they're a ska band, like in a lot of ways. Like this was mm-hmm. a ska show, and it was a blast. Oingo Boingo former members kick ass. Um, <laughs> and they did uh, they did some deep cuts, too. Like, they, they did Violent Love. They did Nasty Habits. They did Grey Matter. Um, little Girls? Did they do Little Girls? They didn't do Little Girls. But I, I got to tell you, when, when he was singing Violent Love, the dude was right there on the edge of the stage, like three inches from the face of two girls in the front row just singing it directly to their face. I want to make violent love to you. You know, like, just... <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Uh, That's not good. That's not did good they do any? Oh, no, everybody was into it. Everybody was in on the joke. Did they do anything from Fast Times? Did they end with Goodbye, Goodbye? Um, they didn't do Goodbye, Goodbye. Um, they didn't do anything from Dark at the End of the Tunnel, which surprised me. Did they do um, Dead Man's Party? But they party? played a lot of hits. Of course yeah. they did Dead Man's Party. Yeah. Awful um, song. Hate that song. <laughs> Tired of that song. The, the one that absolutely uh, brought the house down, though, was No One Lives Forever. That that was just the best. This um, uh, this sounds entirely like a show where we, like at least one of us would be in the back just yelling the whole time going, play the hit! Play the hits. <laughs> oh, they played the hits. I mean, they played all the hits. They played Weird Science. You know, okay. they played, uh, you know... Which I they played gratitude. Yeah. Uh, well, I gotta tell you, like weird song. science did not get a lot of respect when it came out, but I think over the decades it has actually grown in stature. It's not a bad song, so I'm glad they could play it. The bass player uh, for Dead Man's Party actually played the bass line on a guitar, played it live, played it tight as shit. This guy is just—I mean, this is one solid tight band. Um, their their encore was actually. Deeper cuts. In fact, the last song they did was Minnie the Moocher. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> howdy, howdy, wow. howdy, howdy, right? <laughs> Which 
Um, apparently. Well, they're, they're old guys too now, so that makes sense. Yeah. Well, apparently that was uh, when they were the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo, and it was organized by Danny Elfman's older brother. That's one of the songs they would do. Mm. So talking deep cuts here, and you know they had a trumpet player, right? So go. Yeah. So anyway, boom. Oingo Boingo. If you get a chance to see him, it's worth the time. And that's finally the fresh shit. Thank you for, if you've wow. stuck around this long, then you're in for a real treat yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> I actually think this Jesus. is going to be a pretty fun episode. Uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention to people they can skip to this point in the show yeah. notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they don't want to listen to all that. All right. So I uh, had, ha- had an idea for another music episode. And the theme here is bands that are popular that we hate except for that one song we really like. And yeah, begrudgingly so my, at times. My, my thinking for format here is I'm just going to go round robin. I'm going to be like, okay, your turn. What's your band? Why do you hate them? Okay, except for that song. And then what's the song? And why don't you hate that song? Basically, we have to <laughs> justify why we like the one song. Right? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Sure. Okay. So. Um, can I give it a shot? Yeah, Can, Eric, I, can I try? Give us your first one. Okay, because, uh, I, okay, this is the first one just off the top of my head. Uh, Katy Perry's Hot and Cold. I can't believe you're going to make <laughs> me defend Katy Perry, you dick. Here's the thing. I don't care for Katy Perry. I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't it's just like... I, a lot of those songs sound the same. This one song I like because it's... It, it, you know, my rule for almost any song I like is if it's got a really good rhythm section, everything else will fall into place. This is a really tight song. It goes fast. It's it's an actual rock and roll number. I think I Kissed a Girl is a fun kind of novelty song, and I would really love to see um, that 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 guy from, from American Idol, what's his name, Clay Aiken? If Clay Aiken sang I Kissed a Girl and I liked it, that would be funny. But <laughs> Dude, if we could set a time but, machine and go back me, and hear Liberace though, do that one. Why yeah. why do you hate Katy Perry in general though? Like what just, what is it? It's just self evident. It's just vacuous. Yeah, it's vacuous bubblegum pop. Yeah. She's probably better at it than the other vacuous uh bubblegum pop stars, like um that one horrible girl whose dad had an achy breaky heart and she's always showing her tongue yeah. although that other Miley one Cyrus, who was yeah. on that disney show you know it's like they're just all yeah. awful oh, it's that the, one. one song yeah, the one from disney okay yeah. wait that's, that's the same chick by the way that's <laughs> yeah Miley they just Cyrus. they just basically pull them up out of a freezer and break the mold and then slap a new name on them that's really all they do <laughs> yeah. miley cyrus was on a nickelodeon there. show so yeah, that was um, Hannah Montana. No, yeah, it was that Disney. was totally Disney. That was Disney. That was Disney. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Oh, I thought okay. you were doing that on purpose. I thought you just. I got it all Smiley confused. Cyrus two ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got it all confused. So, but yeah, uh, but, but, but yeah. For Katie- so no, that's a one good song out of this this genre that is otherwise crap. I don't include Lady Gaga in that because while she is her own sort of pretentiousness, at least she's trying yeah. something different. But okay, well, hey, Katy Perry doing that one song, I like hearing it. I don't like hearing anything else of hers. What was the one song? Uh, Hot and Cold. Okay. Because I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't care I for I think it. I like Katy Perry more than, oh, go ahead, Chris. I, was, I don't care for Hot and Cold because it basically falls into almost every other 
song that she does that where it's basically a story song. It starts out with here's the premise and then here's the catchy chorus and then here's some more of the story and then here's the catchy chorus. I mean that's literally her yeah. her formula. Yeah. So I I oh, don't yeah, I don't care for that particular one, but I hate you for making me defend anything related to Katy Perry because I don't like her stuff, but I will say that Roar as cliched as it is is yeah. <laughs> is an anthemic yeah. earworm and every time it's in my head then i spend like the next 10 minutes going you're gonna hear me earworm equals good song yeah, well but it's the only one that i can listen to and not feel like i'm gonna well, vomit in my own mouth so chris, i you are chris you are strong you are invincible you are exactly woman. it's the same song exactly um katie perry i mean as as bubblegum pop singers go i like her be- but i think that has a lot to do with the fact that i like boobs um, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She has wonderful yeah. boobs. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. Don't get us I, wrong. All a lot of her songs are like the chorus is literally one note. It's just like dun dun da 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 dun dun da 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 da. You know, yeah. and hot and cold at least has a couple of notes in it, which is good. Um, as far as I agree with Chris on Roar is probably my favorite. I was gonna say E.T., which as I think about it really is just one of those songs. One note, here's the one note. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm wrong. I mean, I but, I mean, uh, I, yeah. I could go with fireworks because it was in Madagascar three, nah. but that's really a whole other. I'm so over fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you on Roar though. Roar yeah. is a good song. Yeah. So Eric, All you're right. wrong. Is what we're saying. Oh well, <laughs> shit. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna Chris. go walk into traffic now because I got the wrong Katy Perry <laughs> yeah, song. How Jesus. dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Uh, Chris, uh, give us a band you hate and a song you like despite the fact uh, well I will preface this by saying that I hate Pearl Jam with all of my being for whatever reason and <laughs> and I could not find one single song to, <laughs> to present as an example of one I like for them so well the, 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 they don't count yeah yeah I was I was on board I was almost gonna say even flow <laughs> but even that one just yeah like that's devolves into one. parody every time I hear it there is one Pearl Jam song I do like I just can't think of the name of it yeah when it comes the on the radio I go Oh, I can, I can, I can, I can dig that, but yeah. I'm certainly not going to yeah. keep it on my playlist. So I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, them and like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I thought there's surely there's one song that I could present, and neither of them I was able to. So all right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up with you on Chili Peppers because that was actually on my list. Okay, but I I will say while I don't like the song, I do uh, love singing to myself. Don't call me out. <laughs> My friend, yeah. I just like. I just like. I just like the, the, the like. We would always go. Oh, I. 
Jeremy has from Sparkyhon. Yeah. So yeah. Oh. Given to fly. That's the song I kind of like. Given to fly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's as good as Pearl Jam gets. I'm not saying it's a great song. I'm saying it's as good as I get. And yeah. But I did. But I. I did want to bring up that uh, I don't like anything that Lil Wayne does by any stretch. I think he just (laughs) he grinds on me. But for some reason. Uproar, which is a more recent song they did with Swiss Beats, uh, just always I always leave it on the radio when it comes on, and I actually turn up the volume. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. You're a roughneck. I'm a cutthroat. You're a tough guy. That's enough jokes. Then the sun died. The night is young though. The diamond still shines. In a rough hole. What the fuck though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two. Where the one go? It's got this driving backbeat, and it doesn't stop, and it's a real like get you pumping kind of thing uh and it really makes that Mm. five minutes go by very swiftly for me uh but it's inane by my every stretch of the imagination but for some reason i just i can't stop humming it once it plays so it's just (laughs) in my head so yeah uproar by lil wayne lil wayne lil wayne yeah i don't don't have much on lil wayne hey lil his name's wayne as i just don't pay attention to him at all. Well, it's like one of those where it's like he comes on the radio and I'm like, nope, next. And you you turn the, the channel. But when, if it's uproar, I'm going to leave it. So just want to throw that out there. Thank you. All right. So since you invoked it, I'll start off with the chili peppers because I, I fucking hate <gasps> the chili peppers. Oh, oh, oh God. I, they give me a headache just hearing <sighs> that name. I mean, <laughs> Flea is a great bassist. I'm okay with the drummer, I guess, except that he's Will Ferrell. I, um, I wish Anthony Kiedis I, would have just stayed under the bridge that day. You Anthony know what I mean? Anthony Kiedis, I cannot fucking stand looking at or listening <laughs> to Anthony Kiedis. I hate him like viscerally, yeah. instantaneously. I think I think Always. it was Pete Kiedis came when they did. Okay, but that's my one song that I like. <laughs> oh, shut and up! Shut here's up! Here's the thing, right? I'm I'm driving down the freeway. I'm living in LA. I'm driving down the freeway, and that song comes on for the first time. I hear it unannounced on the radio. Doesn't say who it's by, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? This is amazing. I love this song. Where and you then want I find out it's the fucking Chili Peppers. And I'm like, Damn it! I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Not even like when they were at Lollapalooza that year, like '95-ish, whatever, '96. Yeah. Uh, I left. I mean, that was I literally been there all day. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Fuck this. So you missed the giant plume of flame coming out of his helmet? Yeah, I missed all that. I missed all okay. that because uh, no, no, thank you. I got, I got to tell you. Okay, I think we all went to the show at Big Surf in Tempe, right, in 1995, four, five, something like that. And it was it was Red Hot Chili Peppers and Camper Van Beethoven and a couple of local acts. Did did you guys go to that show? I did not no, go to I that. I did not go to that because I hate the fucking. Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, exactly. I went because of Camper. I, I went to see Camper Van Beethoven. Uh, but I it's funny. I, I went to that show and uh, Corbett Upton was at that show. And oh yeah, we, shout out to Corbett. He, he told me, but yeah, there's some chick who like got her foot broken in the in the pit because she wore sandals or something and then a pit breaks and somebody stomps on her foot and i saw her getting carried out and i was like 
God damn it. Who shows up at a show? Like, you know, well, years later, I find out that that woman is my wife. Nice. Really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Small world. Our lives intersected for several decades. We have all these stories where it's like, oh, that was you? And uh, that's one of them. So, Chili Pepper story. Yeah. Well, the Chili Pepper still Chili Pepper song. It sounds like all the other ones. Chili, 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 chili pepper. Chili pepper. Chili, chili pepper song. Fuck them. Hey, quick quick shout out to Eddie from your band. No, no, no. Wait. Yeah. 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 All their songs suck so much ass. I can't believe you, like, give it away, Brian. Well, more power to you, sir. I liked it until I found out it was the Chili Peppers. What can I say? So <laughs> yeah, that, nothing to say. All right, Derek. If Eric, they have a best, one. if they have a best song, their best song is a Stevie Wonder song. That's so yeah, that's, really that's yeah. Higher ground, I can listen to, but only because it's a Stevie Wonder song. It's Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I hear that and I go, boy, I should, I should go pick up a Stevie Wonder. Well, what about like Roller Coaster of Love? That's another one I can listen to because no, it's fuck not there. Stop talking about the Chili Peppers. <laughs> no more. <laughs> die. No more. Yeah. Okay. Eric, give us okay, another this band. Maroon 5's Moves Like Jagger. I can't listen to Maroon 5. I think they sound like, like just, they're just boring. I don't know. They're like, they're going to be adult contemporary yeah. in our lifetimes, and we are old. Yeah. Uh, they are already but, adult contemporary. Yeah, that's but that thing. song comes on and I go, hey, I got the moves like Jagger. And I start dancing like a, you know, 48-year-old idiot, but I like that song. Anytime yeah, they come sounds, on the radio, all I can think of is, what a maroon. What a maroon. Five. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, another band that was on my list of bands I hate. <laughs> yeah. But I have a different song that As I like. Me, I do, uh, too. I do, too. This might be the trifecta I, here. All right. So, my song that I really like from Maroon 5 is Harder to Breathe. It was like one of their first singles, and it's funky, and it was it was exciting. <laughs> And none of the rest of their music is anywhere near that. Did you just use the word funky and exciting to describe Maroon 5? I did. Only the one song. That's my point. It's got a killer beat. And I can plug out to it. When it gets cold outside, I got no One song, I'm like, oh, hey, here's a band to notice and pay attention to, and then everything else they did was just shit. Yeah, it's no. What, what was yours, Chris? Uh, I'm gonna say the first single that I heard that kind of got me was "This Love," but not because of that version, but because then at during the age of LimeWire, I found every other funkier remix of "This Love," and so that is forever tied to that song. So it's not even really Maroon Five that I enjoy; it's just the remix of "This Love." that actually made it better. 
That's all I can tell you. Like, like still, still that guy singing. Just, yeah, just, uh, it just like a DJ took it and then, like, yeah, just did a different backbeat and funked it up a little bit and made it palatable. So it was funky and exciting? But not because of Maroon 5. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> fixed it is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, well said. Well said. I think that actually explains a lot in, a lot of what's going on in music today. Yeah. yeah. Somebody has to fix the shit. Yeah. All right, Chris, what else you got? Uh, this one, I'm just going to, since we were on the, uh, the roll with Katy Perry, I will say that I do not like Britney Spears' catalog at all by any stretch uh, what yeah i either say either say what either i am too yeah, old I, I, or you know i'm not a 12 year old girl i don't know what uh but i will tell you that the song toxic is one that i can still listen no! to yes no and yeah yeah Boo! and it's because of the string section break makes me think no! that it's like a uh, a John Barry James Bondy score and then I go off into this whole other realm and so yeah <laughs> no so, no, 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 Chris, no. Yes, yes, yes. Chris, know your, know your audience. You know that both Brian and I are total spear bearers. <laughs> we're we're going to love everything that the Britney does. Uh, so. Apparently, except Toxic. So, Oh, I especially don't like Toxic because of that string break. I find it irritating, yeah. and it doesn't really have a hook other than that. Well, it's, I, I, I will give Britney Spears baby one more time. <sighs> Whoever wrote that song, that was an earworm pop number one song no matter who performs yeah, it. Yeah, again, earworm doesn't mean good. Until you hear it again and then you're like, this sounds like that other song that she just released. Uh, you know, it just... Uh, and then... Like, there's another yeah, one... Toxic? I tell you, it's the, it's the the string break. It just it makes me drift <laughs> off into... This would be like a really interesting uh, James Bond theme if they reworked Nails it. on chalkboards! Yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so, you know. I'm profane today. Hi! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, Maroon 5, funky and interesting. Okay. All right. Um, so my next sacred cow that everybody likes and I don't is Guns N' Roses. I like Guns N' Roses. Like no, I, I like Guns N' Roses. How dare I, you, sir? Nah. I think they're tired. I think they're tired. I, I didn't like them from the... The only song of theirs I like is Welcome to the Jungle. That one, yes. That's a great, great song. It's a great statement. Here comes this band, you know, out of the whiskey or whatever, and pay attention, everybody, except that everything else was Guns N' Roses. Fuck. You know, just, nah. <laughs> well, okay, so... So you don't like anything like I like grant granted anything that comes out after Appetite for Destruction is really not great. 
Uh, I don't even like Sweet Child of Mine. That's well, that one gets yeah. a little overplayed. But you don't even like Mr. Brownstone or any of those. Oh no, really? No, no. So a lot of it's got to do with I just can't stand Axel Rose's voice. Like, okay, it's just annoying. That's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman's illegitimate son. Yeah. Yeah. Ethel Merman really rocks Welcome that. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean Yeah. I I I like Velvet Revolver better than I like Guns N' Roses. Oh, blasphemy, sir. <laughs> Don't let our heavy metal fans hear you say that. Jesus. Uh do we have heavy metal fans? I'm assuming we do. I'm just gonna say oh, yes. Man. Uh but damn. Okay. Yeah, I remember when yeah. when uh, when Guns N' Roses was just becoming a thing because their album came out in like '88, right? Like Appetite yeah, for Destruction, like and then and then like literally every song, like the whole like a Def Leppard, literally every song was a top ten hit. And then like '89, '90, when the Rolling Stones did the Steel Wheels tour, and they, I was living in LA, going to school out there, and they played the Coliseum. I didn't go to the show, uh, but. Everybody was freaked out because Guns N' Roses was opening for them. And then on on the evening of the show, when the wind hit just right, you could hear the waft of music coming across like a, a half a mile or so. You could smell roses. Guns N' Roses, yeah. So <laughs> that's the closest I ever came to watching them live. Uh, yeah, I mean, give them credit. Like, they knew that they had, like very little time to capitalize and they named that album use your illusion for a reason and they put out two albums they're like all right we're just gonna we're just going balls out now right and they they burned it all out but man there was a time when they were just unavoidable and i hated every minute of it yeah well to be fair they did do uh an album called the spaghetti incident so they yeah there was one called lies and i just don't care they peaked early but I, yeah. I will still say the Appetite for Destruction is a good album. I will uh, I will disagree with you politely on that one, sir. All right, Eric, <laughs> you what guys else are do gross. We hate? You're just gross. Shut up, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Would you say that we're welcome to the jungle? I want to put my hand in a garbage disposal. <laughs> Would you say that we're uh, toxic? <laughs> ew, ew. Dick. <laughs> um. Okay, this is this is definitely falling into guilty pleasure territory, though, so I can't really bust you too hard for uh, Guns N' Roses. You see how I'm putting on the brakes before I slide off the cliff yeah. with this next <laughs> you're one? You're pulling a Toonsis, sir. You're pulling a Toonsis. Uh, kind of. I'm pulling a Tay-Tay. Uh, Taylor Swift, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. I like that song. I can't, I can't, I can't avoid it. It comes on and I go, that's awesome. I want to dance. I don't, I don't, I don't fault never, you for that, ever, but ever. I will say that I, I also thought, what is, surely there's a Taylor Swift song that I might like, but I don't know any Taylor Swift songs. I've heard them a million times on the radio, but I still could not point one out in a lineup. So the fact that you can name one, sir, that's impressive to me. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not even sure this might be a disqualification, but. There's a second Taylor Swift song I like too. I just well then yeah, yeah that's uh, a- shake it off 
oh, Shake God. It Off is also very danceable. And uh, I, I think the problem is, even at my advanced age, even in my, my you know, my dotage, I'm still dancing. And I hear stuff and I start to boogie. Like that, that, that makes me like some songs. I, I would should. say that Shake It Off is fun. I would say that it's fun. it's her version of Roar. No, it's yeah. her version of Tony Basil's Mickey, but I may just be impl- influenced yes. by the cheerleader I videos. I, I, don't just, know, but, I just inherently uh, don't like Taylor Swift just in general. Uh, I think when she first started shifting out of that country into just pop superstardom, I think I started referring yeah. her, referring to her uh, as that little rat face girl to my wife. I kind of, I kind of agree. Uh, my my wife thinks that uh, Taylor Swift was grown in a lab, <laughs> and exactly I'm starting like to it. think she's right. Yeah. Now, I mean, we were talking about pop divas. I mean, Taylor Swift has got a f- brand. She has managed to to work that brand so perfectly and stay relevant to 12 year old girls and a fashion trendsetter and she's glamorous. And I think that's what I don't like about her is that she is so perfectly managed. She is like, it's, it's it's almost like, it's almost like I can, I'm trying to tap my foot to her business acumen. Well, that and the fact that, that she's made a, a a good marketing strategy out of all of the awful men she's allowed to stupper as well. And that's just kind of icky to me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. Yeah. So, um, did I send you guys the mashup of We Are Never Getting Back Together with Tool Stink Fist? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was quite impressive. <laughs> quite impressive. <laughs> I can tell you. All right. I, uh, what do you got, Chris? Uh, this one, I don't know how you're going to react. Uh, I really don't. But I will tell you that Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth is the only song of theirs that I can listen to. I hate Megadeth. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I hate Megadeth. Um. <laughs> but for some reason, yeah. like Symphony of Destruction, basically like, like every, that's every Megadeth song just perfectly encapsulated into that one song. And you don't need to listen to anything else because when you do, you're like... Oh, that's just the same song I just listened to on the second track of their third album. Like, just give it up. Give it up. <laughs> Fucking hate Megadeth. Give it up. So, give it up. So I can't, I can't be objective about Megadeth, as you know. Yeah. Um, because I worked with Megadeth. Um, they came to my studio. They were writing the Euthanasia album at the studio. And I got to tell you, that like uh, the band members, Dave Ellison, Marty Friedman, some of the nicest guys in the world. And Dave Mustaine is a cock. Yeah. Fuck you, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> it's like uh, if you ever watch the decline oh, of man. decline and fall of Western civilization to the metal years, every scene with Dave Mustaine makes him look like the biggest fucking dick on the planet. It's like yeah, and he's not even trying. Dave- Dave Mustaine is the guy who left an open can of sardines on the hot water pipe inside the the sink b- cabinet at our, in the bathroom at the studio. 
It's like he um, might as well have done a double decker, man. Up for decker. Pretty much. Wasn't he the guy who was in Metallica yeah. and they yes. said you gotta yeah, leave? Because he's yes. a dick. Basically. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's just he's so not fun to be around. The yeah. rest of them were really nice guys. Which is too bad. But there um, you go. But yeah, I don't I don't even have a Megadeth song that I, I can say I like because okay. I'm well, that's the thing is I, I, don't, I really don't know how precious Megadeth is to most metal fans, but I'm pretty sure most people don't like them very much, but still listen to them. That's my feeling. <laughs> you, 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 tell right. me if I'm wrong. I don't know. So I think, I think we need to sew it up with, uh, like, what's your, your final? Did we have a final in mind? Um, yeah, I think, I think we, need to, I need, we need to invoke the Black Eyed Peas here. What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk. I'ma get, 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 get you drunk. Get you love drunk off my hump. My hump, my hump. My hump, my hump, my hump. My hump, my hump, my hump. My lovely little lumps. Check it out. Cause they are just the worst. Like <laughs> they really are. Like when I heard when I heard that Black Eyed Peas song on a Target ad, I went, "Oh, that's so sick!" Target is like hired a band to make a Black Eyed Peas like song, yeah. and then I found out it was them. Yeah, and I was like, "Uh oh, it's yeah, over." Every time I yeah. hear Black Eyed Peas, I think, "Okay, it's Will I Am, Fergie, and then that one weird." Almost Asian looking guy that doesn't do anything yeah. on stage but wear space age clothes. They're so two thousand and late. <laughs> exactly. Really. Exactly. I refer everyone to their Super Bowl halftime show where they dressed up in Tron costumes uh, for why the black eyed peas are just just the fucking worst. But let's get it started. And I know Eric, you're gonna change me up on that, but that is yeah. a really great song. What's, uh, uh, I like the I like the let's get retarded original. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think changing it to be nice to people is, you know, it's it's like look, you were a jerk when you wrote the song. Yeah. Stick with yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Everybody, everybody, just get into it. Get stupid. Get retarded. Get retarded. Get retarded. But uh, and also, let's get retarded means you know like you know, but I mean you know, uh, no 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 I'm gonna stick with what I said you 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 started with a dicky premise just 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 own it <laughs> well at least it's better than uh, lady lumps or whatever that fucking song is everything about the black of peace sucks except for let's get it started slash retarded yeah 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 I think Fergie no. can just go back to Kids Incorporated for all I care. Honestly, she was in Kids Incorporated. <laughs> yes, wow, and she was she was also in Poseidon. You get to watch her drown yeah. like a rat. And Will I Am was also in uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. They're, yeah, a real okay. a real solid band we got here. <laughs> we made some yeah the good the ground's getting shaky beneath our feet. Uh, uh, who else is my got the last one? My nomination is uh, uh, Celebrity Skin by Hole. I hate that yes. band. I hate. I do not like that woman. I fucking love that song. Okay. Which one is Celebrity Skin mm. again? Because honestly, they... Da-da-da-da-da. Yes, okay. Da-da. It'll make me... Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. The one that Billy Corrigan wrote. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll, so, I'll give you that one because I don't like Hole either, but that's the one song yeah. that I can tolerate. You, you, you did it again. I got another recording studio thing to drop how dare okay no so (laughs) i was working with the meat puppets and the meat puppets were friends with um nirvana 
And oh, this is where you're gonna drop the news bomb that uh, she had. Uh, uh, she had him killed, huh? Well, no, they just they just blame her for his suicide. They blame her for getting him hooked on heroin. Um, huh. y- y- they hate her frickin' guts. And this, you know, this was shortly after Kurt Cobain had died, yeah. so it was kind of a, a raw wound. But yeah, yeah. They they had nothing but bad, horrible Yoko Ono ish things to say about Courtney Love. Nice. But you're right. Yeah, that's a good but song. But that's not that's not difficult to to surmise though. Just imagine yourself like dating Courtney Love and having her constantly doing her Sam said you can't eat any pizza till we record <laughs> kind of bullshit. You would kill yourself too with heroin. I mean <laughs> just saying. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. <laughs> and uh chris do you have one last uh, uh one i think for us i think we would be remiss if we did not bring up Coldplay. uh uh-huh. and, oh yeah yeah and yes and i will say this falls under the maroon 5 thing for me uh i like the song clocks but only because there are several good remixes out there that actually fix it and make it <laughs> listenable <laughs> so So you like Coldplay when it's not Coldplay? Yeah, like uh, I just hate them so much because it's they they just try so hard to be it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. get, just shut the fuck up, just go away. I that's yeah. I hate them. I have a Coldplay yeah. song that I like above all others, and it's not one of their singles. It's the first track on the album X and Y. It's called Square One. Mm-hmm. That is a really good song. It's a great way to start off an album. the album i yeah i like the song the scientist but only the cover version that was done for glee okay because it's done (laughs) with a number of different people like singing little bits and by the end it turns into a chorus and it was like oh that's nice and then i hear the original and i go ew this is boring yeah it's just uh i just mm. someday (laughs) when they are finally fully passe someone's going to make a jukebox musical out of their shit and it'll be interesting but yeah that one dude not not interesting yeah. like if, as long as there's a giant hand that comes down from the top look of at my hand look at my no aid. <laughs> yeah but like when i can't this is like uh i don't know oh six or whatever when they were peaking and chris martin always wore those like sergeant pepper jackets but then he did a thing where he put like electrical tape around his fingers thinking that that would be some trend that would start and so every video it's like him putting his hand in front of his face it's got all this electrical tape on it's like what the fuck are you doing bro it's like come (laughs) on just stop it you're you're just distracting me from your awful music as it is so just go away and i think that was that was supposed to be like a protest thing like you do this to show that you're for the or against the whatever or are not buying the or whatever pretty sure and yeah no one knew what the fuck he was talking about i'm pretty sure goopy fish sticks put him up to it 
honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Goofy fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> So once again, the Magnificently Huge podcast starts to be about us complaining about things we don't like. Yeah. If you want to hear more of that, go to our website, maghuge.com. You can find all of our old episodes. When you listen to those, you realize how awesome it is to listen to us bitch. Yeah. And then you rate our podcast on your podcast app of choice. You share it with your friends. And then you tell us about what you hate. Uh, You can hit us up on Twitter, at MagHuge. You can find our Facebook page for the Magnificently Huge Podcast. You can find our Instagram and complain with us. Or send us an email at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Goopy fish sticks. (laughs) Goopy fish sticks! (laughs) You know who else is overrated? The fucking Beatles, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we're cutting it right there. And that's it. That's the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that could have gone on forever. <laughs>